Welcome to Story Route Zero. This is a podcast where friends gather to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the strange worlds of video games. We often don't know where we're going, but that's half the fun. Come on the journey with us. Hit us up on Twitter at StoryRouteZero. You can send us an email at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. That includes questions, concerns, comments, complaints, pet pics. Send us some recipes. Send us some stories about your day. We're going to listen. Podcast start your engines. We have liftoff. Let's have a journey. I don't want to lose your love. It's in my head. It's just a question of if you're going to start messing around, you better hurry up. Don't let me down. That's X Hex. This is episode 121 of Story Route Zero. My name is Matthew. I have a very swollen eye right now, and I have three friends with me. Starting off with Michaela, how are you? Awake for now. Cool. Jason, what up? Hello, Matthew. I don't know why you said it that way. So, what? The way you said it. Oh, what did I say? I said, Matthew. Did I just stutter? It was like you you were going for Matt. That other that other voice that other voice is most cool. Uh, but I like just before the show, like my eye got really red, and uh, Reba was looking around for some saline. So uh, oh, we spent nice. a little. That's we, a loving wife. We spent a little bit spraying my eye, and uh, it just feels real weird. So uh, I hope it feels better soon. Me too. Um, we talk about video games, not just my swollen eye. Uh, yeah. Y'all played anything? <laughs> Yes. I mean, you seem enthusiastic, so you get to lead us off on this 4th of July. Played a healthy, healthy amount of Cyberpunk 2077. In fact, that's all I played this week. Had a blast with it. Um, So the previous week, I finalized my playthrough with Horizon Forbidden West, which I still highly recommend playing. Um, And I jumped right into cyberpunk and i'm still doing a net runner build which i'm very sad to find out that some of the other videos that i've been watching have said like early level net runner is not a lot of fun and i'm not like it's not that i'm not having fun it's just a little bit harder so um there are a couple of uh there's a there's some money exploits in cyberpunk and there's one for early on, like you basically buy the materials at $200 an item. And when you make the item and sell it, it's like 300. <clears throat> so you make a hundred dollars off the item. And so I just, I did that like the one day and then just was able to buy a bunch of stuff, you know, for my character, uh, cyberware mods. Basically there's a leg mod that allows you to double jump, which is awesome. And I'm enjoying that. There's also some other cyberware. Uh, like, um, so there's co- things called quick hats, which means like you hold down L1 and you can 
uh, target over an enemy and you could basically be like, I want to light that person on fire. I want to short circuit them. I want to reboot their optics, which means like if they see you and start firing at you while the program's running, you could just hide and cover. And then once it fires off, they don't see you. So you could just jump, you know, you could pop out of cover and just unload on them and not have to worry about incoming damage. Um, there's also my net, my end game for the quick hacks is basically to get suicide. And uh, I do have contagion, which is a poison. And then I have to like get more perk points to allow it to jump to more people to kill more people quickly. But like the suicide one is basically just like, if I executed it on a person, they'll basically sit there and kind of like twitch. Cause you know, they know they're like, you know, it's to show that they're being hacked and then they just pull out a gun and put it to their head and blow their head off. So it's like, you don't even have to deal with that person. Like you just basically suicide them and just move along your way. And so I'm early into the net runner where I'm just doing like the shock and the fire and rebooting like people's optics just to like, so I'm kind of like mixed with the net running and the guns. So like I, I, I went and bought legend. I used the money exploit and bought some really cool legendary guns. Like the cool, there's cool guns in the game where like they're um, they home in on. So you basically, you don't have a reticel on the screen. It's just a, it's just like a overlay of it's kind of, I don't know how to even explain it, but it's just like a square on the screen and it's like not clear. So it kind of looks glossy. And basically anything in that square that you shoot at, the the projectiles automatically home in on the enemies. And so I'm having fun with that. I'm having fun uh, silently killing people. This is one of the first games in a long, long time where I have spent so much time just walking through it, just walking through the environment, through the set pieces like i know we have all played open world games where like you know you're like oh you have to get from point a to point b and you're just like i don't care what these mps have to say like these npcs are talking and they're having a conversation like no i sit there in cover waiting for them and listening to what they're saying and like looking at the world and um i don't know if any of y'all are familiar with the series but shadow run i feel like this is a really good first person shadow run experience. Like I'm having a blast with it. Um, I feel like uh, Jeff and I have talked about it. And so I'm not crazy. Like uh, the gunplay is good. I'm enjoying the gunplay in the, in, in, in the game. Like uh, you hit circle to get into cover. And then as soon as you aim down sights with L2, you'll pop out of cover. And then once you let go, you'll, you know, you'll get back into cover so you can reload and, and do your quick hacks and all that stuff. Um, excuse me. It is a blast. I know the game got shit on when it first came out. Um, and I was just kind of like, all right, like I didn't have a great experience with the Witcher three, mainly the controls. That's it. Like I, I will admit, I will say, yes, I'm sure the story in the Witcher three is phenomenal. All the side quests are phenomenal. I have, seen some tidbits about it and some spoilers and yes i can agree to that but their controls are fucking trash like i've tried playing it multiple times and it's trash and so i'm waiting for the ps5 update to witcher 3 to play that so i'm hoping to be 
uh, Cyberpunk before that happens so that I can play The Witcher 3 when that PS5 update comes. But um, I basically pit up, picked up Cyberpunk because they did, when they did the 1.5 patch, which is supposed to be like this ground up, we've improved a lot of stuff. They, they put it on PS5. They put out a demo on PS5. So I downloaded the demo. I tried the demo and I enjoyed it to the point where I was like, I'll play this. I want to play this and picked it up for like 35 bucks. Um, I'm having a blast with it. I love it. There are some weird things. I feel like um, my biggest complaints about the game so far are like uh, um, storied conversations. Like you'll be in a club and no matter how many times you come back to that club, people in the corner of that club are having the same conversation over and over and over again. Like the same thing has happened. Like, like there's one section in, in a club where the dude is like about to die and they're calling for an ambulance and like the dude's on the phone talking to the ambulance. And I just stand there and I'm like, he's lying on a pool table and I'm watching the scene and the guy on the phone is like, you'll get here in five minutes. You better get here, blah, blah, blah. And then he's just like, what? Why'd you hang up on me? And that's it. The dude is still got a phone to his ear like he's talking on the phone, but there's no talking going on. Nothing's happening. And I'm just standing there watching them. And it's like, y'all could have developed this a little bit better. But um, it's just it's just interesting. Like, I, I don't know. Like, that's that's one of my biggest complaints for it. There are bugs in the game, but it's, like, no worse than uh, uh, Bethesda games, like Skyrim. I have not found – so I guess I should say I've not found a game-breaking bug. I've just found hilarious bugs. Like, there was one time when I was in a uh, firefight with – so there's basically these things in – it's called Night City is the main location of the game – and it's the NCPD, and you could basically do, like, there, there's something going on, and you can work for them to handle a, quote-unquote, assault, high, hostile situation. And I shot this dude, and his arm got stuck in a uh, crate, and he was just hanging by the crate. And he was just, you know, like, he's just standing there, and you're like, like I was just like, it, it almost felt like I used like a big giant nail gun to nail him to the crate. But I'm like, I didn't, I'm like, I didn't do that. Like you should be laying on the ground or something like that. But like, I'm, I'm glad to report that like a lot of the bugs are just funny bugs. Like they're not like game breaking bugs, which is good. Um, and if I found stuff like there's like when I was doing the money exploit, I call it an exploit cause it kind of is an exploit, but when I was doing that, there was a point where you can't fast travel time or you can't fast forward time while you're in combat. And so that happened to me. So I had to like save, quit, reload the game. And then I was able to, to, uh, to move time forward. Cause you have to do like, you have to go 24 hours before the merchant has the stock that you need and has refreshed, uh, currency to be able to buy what you're making. But, um, I'm having a blast with just running around and shooting people in the face. Uh, the characters are, are fun. Like I'm looking forward to seeing where a lot of the NPCs, like where things go with them uh, in the future. Um, uh, Keanu Reeves part in the game is awesome. I really wish 
that I could talk more about that, but like what's going on is cool with that. Cause like literally they just decided to make a certain type of game and I'm like, this is fucking amazing. So anyways, um, I can't talk about that without like spoiling story, but anyways, it, it, to me, it is extremely ironic and hilarious. Like what they've done, like with what they're building as a world. And I was just like, this is, this is fucking great. I love it. But anyways, great game. I highly recommend checking it out if you can on sale. Uh, look past like people shitting on it from when it first came out. Because I mean, I feel uh, CD Projekt Red has done a good job to at least lift the game up to a point where it's functioning. Um, I'm running on a uh, PS5 and I'm doing performance over ray tracing. Uh, I have seen, I've watched multiple videos on the differences and the ray tracing looks really, really good, but, uh, daddy likes his 60 frames per second. So (laughs) I'm going with the 60 frames per second and it is smooth. It's been smooth as butter. I had no problems. Um, load times. I mean, they're like, you know, 10, 13 seconds. It's not terrible. So it's, it's not like horrible as far as getting into the game but it's just it's just great and the soundtrack is awesome i've listened so much so that i've listened to the soundtrack on youtube music in of itself so i'm enjoying the soundtrack a lot and it's making me listen to like a lot of other synth um music and whatnot but anyways so that's my take on cyberpunk play it jason michaela which one of you wants to go? Up to you, Jay. Okay, that's me. I'll be quick. <laughs> so I have not, this is another week where I didn't have a ton of time and energy to play games. My sleep has been mm-hmm. absolute shit. And I actually took melatonin for the first time last night. So experimenting with that this week, hopefully more sleep comes. Hopefully that gets you back to regular. You've been making a lot of good looking meals though. So I will say that. Oh, uh, <laughs> so much food. Maybe that's why I can't sleep. It's because my go. entire brain is consumed with food. Um, but in terms of the world of gaming, I may or may not have touched Dragon Quest. I have not played any more Fire Emblem Warriors just because when I'm tired, I don't want to learn a bunch of new mechanics. And it throws a lot of mechanics at you. Yeah. Um, because on top of being a Musou game, it is also trying to have that strategy element from Fire Emblem, which I very much appreciate and would like to have the energy to properly appreciate. Um, so um, the two things I played today, actually, because today being the 4th of July, I did not have work. I sat down with the entire intention of playing my at least halfway through Trek to Yomi. Didn't happen. It didn't happen, but not my fault. <laughs> I don't know why I'll this let happens. The jury decide. I don't know why this happens to me. You guys all played Trek to Yomi, correct? Yes. No, I have not. Oh, played Moose it. didn't. Yes, but two. Okay. okay, so two of the three here. Yeah. Spoilers yeah. are welcome. You're uh, fine. Do no, there's no, it. there's nothing to spoil. Yeah, I know you reviewed it. So I made it through the first Asshole. chapter. <laughs> I made it through the first chapter of the game. No problem. Got to chapter two and the first fight. And the game crashed. Okay, fine. Weird. It happens. Loaded it up. Got to the fight. 
and the game crashed. And I was like, Ugh. yay! Why yeah. like literally these games that nobody else has problems with crash for me? Like it's fucking the the point of the game is to crash. I don't know why. So after that, I was like, okay. Today is a fucking day off. I don't want to be dealing with this. So I just played one chapter of Trek Tiomi. In terms of what I did play, ignoring the crashing issues, which I don't even know what was causing. It was literally just like the game froze, had a brain fart, and then did the force close. Like, report issue to Sony, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, before that happened, I mean, it's it's a gorgeous fucking game and it's almost more of an experience like it's 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 not just the game the game is very much more about the presentation and the experience than it is just the gameplay which is what i was all about i wasn't putting it on like kick my ass mode i was playing on like normal difficulty whatever it's called they have different I think easy was Kabuki, normal might I forget what normal was called and hard was Ronin. I was in the middle. Um, so I was just looking for like a chill movie like almost experience because that's what this this the game is designed to look like a Kurosawa film. And for the one hour I did get to play it, I enjoyed it. And then so I decided, all right, I don't want to be banging my head against a wall here. I will just cross my fingers and hope that it works the next time I sit down to play it because I want to play this game. It's not a very long game. Um, there's only, I looked it up. There's only seven chapters. I played one chapter in an hour. Um, and so I just picked up my Switch and I was going to play Dragon Quest because obviously, but uh, then I checked the news and I remembered that Live Alive has a demo, so I dipped into the demo for that. Ooh, you're a step ahead of me. I downloaded it and I haven't played it yet, but continue. Sorry. Another one. Oh, I only played it for like an hour because then I had to go to a family event. Um, but I started with the Edo. I want to say it's Edo Japan era. Um, okay. And I am absolutely sold on this game, even after just an hour. Like I was gonna buy it anyways. Let's be honest. Come on. I knew Pixel it. Art, I knew it. Octopath yeah. looking turn-based yeah. JRPG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the odds I'm not buying that? Let's be I, honest. I really, I really I wouldn't. Mean, I wouldn't. I, I don't know if that's your jam. Like I am looking at you from across the boat that we are both in, going that demo, like that's what they showed at the Nintendo Direct. Even if they wouldn't have said there was a demo, I was like, I'm in. Like I'm, I'm ready to go. So, but anyways, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it looks, it looks good. It looks it's, good. It's Octopath Engine looking shit. And at one point, like it even just like it, it was in. You know how sometimes when you start up a new chapter or enter a new area, the game just like shows you like little snippets of the area, it, like pans around a little bit, and it mm-hmm. did that thing. And it's like, all right, this game is just here to say, hey. This might have been a flop back in the day, but now we sexy. And I was like, I see you. He <laughs> sexified it. And Dang I'm the JRPG glow up, son. Hell the fuck yes. And I like the combat system. It's a little bit different. It's like it's a turn-based system. And obviously, I, it's just a demo. You only have one character to start. Uh, depending on like, you can choose from three different periods to, to dive in and you start with one character um, and 
it's like you can see when you select your character for an action, you can see a grid and different attacks have different areas of effect. Like some might hit a whole block. Some might only hit on a diagonal and you can move your character, but only so much. And you want to like place them strategically so you can hit enemies, but you're not going to get pummeled by like two guys at once on their turn. And it's kind of ATB ish. Like you see a bar filling up for when turns are going to take place, sort of. Uh-huh. Um, okay. You seem to heal after battles. So that's taken care of. You can save whenever. There's like a lot of like modern quality of life injected into this that is not a given with JRPGs in general, let alone older JRPGs, even if they are being brought to modern systems. So I appreciated that. So it is sexy and accessible and I am here for it. It is pre-ordered. We're done. So so you're feeling like they're doing like kind of a remake with this like a full blown it's more than a remaster but yeah i don't know you could call it a remake i don't know enough about the original game like maybe it was ahead of its time and it had some of this shit in there anyway right right. Mm -hmm. um so i don't know but it does feel like more than just a plain old remaster yeah yeah shit now i gotta fire it up oh it's sexy it's sexy (laughs) (laughs) and that's what i played Awesome. You want me to go, Jay? Sure. And so I played a few things. Played more Salt and Sacrifice. Uh, that game gets more fun uh, with each session. Uh, I feel like I'm trying to explore more parts of the skill tree, not so much in terms of like maxing out my weapon proficiency or um, uh, how heavy my armor can get but I'm also trying to find my way towards using spells. So we'll see how that goes, but I'm taking, I've taken down a whole lot of mages and I've gotten through to, I think the third, the third major area. Um, and Do you have a sen- question real quick while you're on that? Do you have a sense of scope in that, like, you can tell if it's, like, bigger or about the same size as Salt and Sacrifice or Sanctuary? Salt and Sanctuary, I think, I actually think they're probably going to end up about the same size. Um, I think the different areas, the different areas you go to are set up like Monster Hunter hunting grounds, essentially. Like, um, to put it in terms of like Monster Hunter Rise, there's the volcano place that is very that is very big and sprawling. There's the desert that's big and sprawling. Each of them are labyrinthine in their own way. But there's also like the castle area that's very salt and sanctuary here. And there's plenty of bigger open areas which require needing the grappling hook that you get early to get around and find your way around. Um, but the, the, uh, the mage battles after a while, they kind of become, yeah, that's behind me, Michaela, the fireworks are behind me. I promise I'm not at war. Um, but you never know in Philly. Uh, the mage battles have kind of become pretty predictable at this point so you you basically walk into a battle and you just see 
what the mage is going to throw at you. Are they going to throw lightning? Are they going to throw holy? Are they going to throw fire, poison, blood, sleep, whatever? Um, generally, if you if you get a full status effect, it, it either kills you or it kills you it kills you instantly or it kills you very very fast and you need to try and out heal it uh there is a there is like a second sort of i'll call it an estus flask that you get a little ways in that can sort of alleviate status effects which is really nice um i'm trying to find the materials to upgrade that so i have more than three because sometimes it takes all three of them after one shot and I'm kind of like okay I'm, I'm a little I might be a little behind for this area that I'm in um, I'm finding more fun just wandering around these areas and trying to open them up uh, rather than um, really need the Metroidvania aspects or the classic Metroidvania aspects of Salt and Sanctuary metroidvania stuff is present here like there are going to be areas that you can't get to because you don't have a certain power so if you go back there's some of those in the very first area you go to so if you go back you can actually open that area up more so i'm trying to do more of that uh but the i'm starting to find out that though the mage battles the mage battles get a little bit repetitive there are actual just boss battles in each area those tend to shine a little better this time because they seem to exhibit uh the very same creativity that was exhibited in the first game uh i think this game is a little bit easier going in but the 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 curve steepens pretty fast but you don't feel um you don't feel like you're always on the back foot. Things will be a little difficult, but you kind of have all your tools that you need to do individual fights right away. Uh, another thing I play, I did dip into Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Uh, I hunted two monsters that I had already hunted. I need to sort of get through them to start to get to, to, get to new stuff. Uh, that game's still good. Um, I'm going, I'll probably be reporting back when I actually do more. But uh, not a whole lot to say now. Um, the last two things I played, I played a shit ton of Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, finally uh, got into that on PS4. Got a, got, got, I got a nice little, little, little fight stick. And, Look at uh, you, fancy. And, fancy pants. Uh, it's it's uh, playing Guilty Gear on a fight stick. Real fun. Um, but I actually... I've got through the entire story. I'm trying to get through to the secret boss now. Uh, and that game's good. I think it's probably a little better than Revelator, if I'm going to be 100% honest. I think there in Revelator, you had to build a little bit of meter in order to press, like, I think it was all four attack buttons. And then you do, like, a cutscene inducing auto kill on whatever you're fighting. Mm-hmm. That while the sick anime shit that came from that, real cool. I have no disrespect for that at all. I do like the fact that there that you kind of have to pull stuff off on the fly. You'll get a mini cutscene, but the per, if you the person you're fighting doesn't have if they still have like most of their health, they're gonna survive it. Um, 
And I prefer that because I like that as an equalizer rather than uh, I've been, I just waited for my meter to charge. Here's my, here's my instant kill. Uh, I, at least I like that as a novice. I am not, I'm never going to be a pro guilty gear player. And, uh, and I will still watch when I can, because I do like watching it. Uh, the other thing I got into quite a bit, uh, this happened uh, the other night uh, because I was staying up most of the night to play uh, games because I worked overnights uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, played some DNF Duel with some folks in the Abnormal Mapping uh, community. And let me tell you, if you want a 2D one-on-one animated fighter by the people who put out Dragon Ball Fighter Z. They also put out Guilty Gear. And I keep saying Fighter Z and I don't think I'll ever stop. I know it's fighters. Please don't at me. Uh, DNF Duel is a, an even quicker route to just pressing buttons and sick anime shit happening. It is so much fun. It is absolutely ridiculous in that um, the people I was playing with in the abnormal mapping community, they do they talk about fighting games like way hardcore compared to what I even used to be. And um, I didn't find myself just being a punching bag. I was able to get a few wins. I wasn't dominating by any stretch nor did i i didn't really plan to but it was nice to get a win when i did uh i would accidentally find myself in an infinite combo and get a knockout that way um the specials in it are really fun i do like that it's it's basically all the characters are based on a korean mmo from 2005 that looks a lot like dragon's crown if i'm being honest um it's not as beautiful as vanillaware's game but it does look like that. And I do like that the, the characters' names are just classes in that MMO. So it's Inquisitor, Striker, Crusader, uh, Grappler, Hitman, Ranger. I mean, it's basically, you could probably say it's like a set of WoW classes almost. Um, but yeah, that game's cool as shit. And uh, I'm probably going to be playing a lot of it throughout this year. That's it for me. I'm going to mute so you don't have to hear the assault happening behind me. So, well, I played some, I started Cyberpunk. Played a little. Then when all Skyrim hit the quick save and just fucked people up for fun and then reloaded just to get a feel for the game. Like, yeah. once it gave me freedom, I was like, let's see how much. Um, it's yeah. definitely, it's, a, it's, I think I'm going to enjoy my time with it. Um, I played a fuck you, Matthew game. I'm on the board, ladies and gentlemen. He's on the board. My shutout is gone. Um, the game is Monolith. It's on PC. It's a twin stick shooter where you control this little um, flying machine and it's kind of like I don't know like I know multiple games have done it the one that comes on is this room where you move room to room and you clear and another path opens and you can kind of jump back and forth 
Um, you get upgrades. The further you get, the more you unlock to then be used on future runs. And um, I seem to be like, it's like this year seems to be the year of the cheaper and less graphic intensive, the more time I'm going to pour into right. it. Like, yeah. not a knock on those, but it seems like those have taken most of my time. Um, so playing that, going to be playing that for a while. So fuck you and thank you. Um, I played um, a bit of Mario Kart and Switch Sports with Aria, who thinks she can talk shit and get away with it. And then I'll put her in her place, man. You're not letting me win, are you? Oh, fuck that. You ain't winning ever again. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't winning until I die. Okay? <laughs> and I played and I'm currently reviewing um, Game Deck, which came out on Steam last year. It is now ported to the Switch. This is a isometric RPG that plays a bit like uh, Disco Elysium. Uh, there's a lot of choices here. You are uh, a game detective, therefore game deck, where you basically jump into virtual reality to solve crimes. Like there's a whole world like... We're talking like it's like Inception meets Virtuosity with a sprinkling of like Johnny Mnemonic. Michaela is like, what are those movies? They're all older than me. Oh, shots fired. Shots fired. I could um, kick your ass, you know. <laughs> Old it's a, man. It's a, I mean, my review will be out soon-ish. But um, it's a it's an interesting game. It's I enjoyed it. It it has its issues, mainly being it's a bit too big for its britches. It tried to do too much. Like it's very dialogue heavy. And if you ever played a point and click, there's a point where too much dialogue just becomes burdensome. Like yes, point and click is all about reading and choices, but like there's only so much and it doesn't lead to new choices so it becomes kind of okay let's let's move it a little bit but besides that like there's like you can the first mission in the game you can literally piece out of just like tell the guy no we're not doing this and it ends the mission and moves on it's like okay then i like that freedom nice yeah so um Enjoyed that. Um, didn't play any anime this week. It, it was a one time. It was a one off. It was a fa- it was a phase. I swear. I guilty year. It was a weird. Yeah, it was a weird. Uh... Oh, and I did play more of the Ascent. I've been playing a lot of cyberpunkish as games. I was gonna say, yeah, you have. Definitely need a break after all this. And then, so there's an interesting story. I didn't really play it. So we had gone out to eat, and um, 
in town there's this little like strip where you can walk and they have like a yesterday's which i've taken the aria to and just goes did you know there's a retro gaming store i'm like what what i'm How sorry you man know this? what <laughs> so she's like i'm like i'm going in and aria's like can i go with you i'm like this is gonna cost me isn't it <laughs> To jump forward, it was already going to cost you. To jump forward, you she, she got a Kirby plushie, and then when we nice. went out, Amelia saw it, so Amelia got a Kirby plushie. But <laughs> I'm just browsing. It was it was really all retro, like pre PlayStation One, like oh nice, all the Nintendo old Nintendo systems, like imported ones. But the the one thing that stood out, and I told Michaela. I saw a copy of Final Fantasy 3, like the Super Nintendo. So I'm like, holy shit. Like, and I'm like, I flipped over the box, just I'm like, what's the damage on this? It was only 40 bucks. I'm like, huh? Well, Turn back over. I looked too quick. It said Final Fantasy 6. Apparently, they ported the localized version of 6 to the Super Nintendo at some point. And it's sold as a Super Nintendo game. It's a real Super Nintendo game. Had no idea they ever did this. So you can buy, but this version doesn't come with a manual. It's just the cartridge. Comes with the same box. It just says six on it instead of three. I'm like, what the hell? And this is more, this is what like a lot of the, the Steam version is based on that. So it's not new to me, but it was just weird. And now it's like, I want to go back as like a a collector's item almost. Like, because if you look up three on Amazon or eBay, like it's like 80, 90 and upwards of like close to 200 for like a sealed copy, like of the Super Nintendo version. I was like, what the hell? But um, yeah. That's it for games, but we do have some news. There's some news. There's some companies being stupid. Like, really stupid. Like, to no surprise at all, Electronic Arts outdid themselves. They tweeted, um, there are 10, but they only like single-player games. To which everyone on the internet roasted them. This was like the biggest roast of a company ever. They got annihilated. Even Vince Zampella, the creator of Titanfall, remember that game? Yeah. Ripped Heard on of it. Matt, did you want to? Heard of it. I think they, I think they were planning on that. Yeah, I mean, publicity is good publicity. Yeah, like, oh, look, we're getting all of this response to a tweet we did, so that means clearly people are still paying attention to us. Yeah, but, I mean, it still was just... Also, unsurprisingly, the website MaxRoll, which covers a lot of min-max for a lot of games, deleted... 10,000 hours of guides on Diablo Immortal in protest of the monetization. Ah, nice. Thousand hours of guides. Yeah. Tough luck, guys. Um, then 
Ubisoft announced a number of games will be losing online capability come September. And a few of these titles, online is required to access the DLC. So DLC that was purchased could be going away for you if you haven't played. On one hand, these are old games, like the original Assassin's Creed type, like we're talking like <laughs> older, older games, like Far Cry 3, which isn't really that old, but I mean, they're not new. It's not like Far Cry 5 is losing online capability. And it's not like yeah. new thing companies end online for tons of games. Like it costs to keep those servers going. But uh, it does suck for the DLC. So hopefully for the games where the DLC is not required, maybe something could be done where you can access it elsewhere. I guess those games, you have to be in-game to access it. And maybe that's what's preventing the... Because there's plenty, like uh, we talked about it last week, Mistover was delisted, but... If you bought it, you can just go online now and download it as long as you had purchased it. So, mm-hmm. and then our favorite company to rip on, Nintendo. They had one of those directs. They called it a mini direct, but they had like 35 games on it. So it's not really mini. They also announced all this was for late 2022. Yes, <laughs> 75% was for 2023. Nintendo don't care about house capacity. They will pack it. They'll be like, we were talking about the financial year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We started with a rumor we heard, and one of us is going to be extremely happy. Near Autonoma, the end of Yorha edition was announced October 6th for the Switch. Mm. And a pre-order in it. What was that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Could you speak into the mic a little bit louder next time? I already pre-ordered it. Uh, Yeah, we're going to hold your hand, Matt. (laughs) Well, that was no surprise. You sent me the link. You did this. I, I what? I, what? What? This he texted it to me. He acts all innocent, this like motherfucker. Uh, the next up, which this might be on Matrade or just because it's Annapurna, Lorelei and the Laser Eyes was announced a 2023 title. This is like. Um, I don't really know how to describe what this is, Matt, since no, there's fireworks. So Matt, it's a, it's a non-linear puzzle adventure mystery. It's, I look out for it. It's on, it's on PC now. No, it's, it's available. It will be available on PC in addition to Switch. Um, we're getting Super Bomberman R2. We're getting a new Bomberman in 2023. Yawn. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection is coming to everywhere in 2023. 
And okay. this is now the, I guess this is all the Mega Mans ever are now going to be available on all consoles. <sighs> this includes 10 games, which is a pretty cool collection if you've never played them and if you're a fan of Mega Man. It is different. It's not like your standard Mega Man or Mega Man X, but um, if you're a fan of the series. Uh, Pac-Man World Repack. This is a stupid title, though. That's a dumb title. Matt shaking his head. That's coming out August 26th. Another 2023 title, February 2023, Blank, Blanc. Anyone remember what this was? Because I yeah, this is um that that black and white game with like I want to say it's a fox. It caught my eye. It looks kind of cute. It's super artsy. You know what I'm talking about? It's an artistic cooperative adventure that follows the journey of a wolf cub and a fawn stranded in a vast snowy wilderness. It, it is very, yeah. It's it's hand-drawn and almost like the black and white makes it look like more like one of those paper flip books type art. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's quarter one, 2023. Return to Monkey Island is coming to Switch. This was announced um, a few months back. I don't know if we knew of a Switch um port but um then we have seen more mario plus rabbits the re- release date was leaked I, you know what i i don't think it was leaked I, you know this happens all the time i'm pretty sure ubisoft just put the date out there they say leaked but it happens way too often but it's coming out october 20th um the first game's fantastic so I'm sure this one, and this one, you don't have to play as Mario in your party, which I know a lot of people thought were pretty cool. You Mario had to be in the party in the first game, and this you could just pick three people um, to be in the party while you play. Next up, which Moose can help me out because he played a bit, Little Noah, Scion of Paradise, which released... Last week, the day of the draft. It is a fun game. I told Jason, though, like, he might not enjoy it because he doesn't like weed shit. Um, it's The interesting thing about it is you read English, but it is, like, all spoken in Japanese, which I don't have a problem with. I was like, whatever. But I like the game because... Uh, you can compare it to Ender Lilies. I know the four of us have played Ender Lilies. Son of a bitch. But in, <laughs> instead of like you having certain people attached to like certain attacks, you have three uh, people that you can assign to your slots and they all get an attack. So like you'll start out, you could like put like a weak attacking person in front and then there'll be like a medium attack and a heavy attack or, or whatever you want to do, however you want to lead your rotation off. And it's interesting because like, it's not like just one person is attacking when you're hitting a button, like everybody they hit and then it ro- rotates to the next one and just boom, boom, boom. And it just, it just goes, it's, 
it's pretty entertaining. Uh, I had a lot of fun uh, playing it. Um, I'm looking forward to playing more of it because it is procedurally generated. So, like, as you go into, like, the areas, they'll re, like, they'll re-roll themselves. So, but anyways, um, it's cool. Next up, Railgrade, a railroad management sim simulator. It's out in the fall. That sounds like fun. Um, coming to Switch. Isn't Next. that basically mini railways? Yes. Or mini roadways, but railroads. Okay. Isn't it mini roadways? Yeah. Next, RPG Time, The Legend of Right. This is um, an RPG where you're basically you're kind of develop. you're going through as it's like developed, like new things are like as you progress in the game, new features are added in. It, it looks cool. It, it reminded me of, like, how Evo Land did that. Like, as you, like, you would start and then, like, now you could turn left. Now you could jump. Like, it's, it's more complex than that. It's not just basic, like, movement, but it's, like, features get added as you play. Um, so, interesting. Next, we have... And I just lost my document. God damn it. What kind of a shit show you running around here, Jason? <laughs> you know? Like, this man can... He can't... No. He can't talk trash to any of us. Next, Sonic Frontiers. It's out this holiday. I'm not gonna lie. I, the more I see this, it looks cool. Yeah. Get it? This, this is... It's selling me on Sonic. I, like... I mean, in part because Arya loves Sonic, but, like, from what I've been reading, it's not really open world. Like, I think mm-hmm. people got that impression. It was like, oh, you're just going to run around aimlessly. Like, it mm-hmm. seems to be the... I don't I don't want to call it a trend, but, like, a lot of games aren't really... They're more, like, open sandbox. They're, like, it's limited scope. Like, it's open world-ish, but there are boundaries, and you move on to new sections. I don't like know exactly how um, everything moves about, but it does look cool. I mean, I think uh, it had a bit of that Mario Odyssey type of openness about it. Yeah. Like you were saying. I mean, it's probably a little more open in the sense that obviously Sonic runs super fast. So you, to get the scope of it, We've also watched Sonic 2 like 12 times in the past 10 days. So uh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, we get Knuckles and then Amelia, the red one. (laughs) Nice. Next, Disney Dreamlight Valley. I don't really, it's out September 6th. I don't really know what this... I thought it was kind of like a a Disney Infinity style without the whole, obviously, real-life toys. Kind of just where you walk around to different, like, Disney um, properties. I don't know. Um, Next. Is it Live a Live? Live a Live? Live a Live? It's either... 
I don't know. I've heard people say live alive. I've heard people say live alive. I don't actually know what is correct. It's live alive. Like, as you heard earlier, there is a demo which was released last week. It has carryover progress. I think it's, I think they, did they say three hours worth? Or I don't know if there's a couple. There's three of the chapters. Like, you can start three of the different routes available of the like eight. Yeah. Data, yeah. Um, and the, the game's out July 22nd. Next, is it Dor- Doramon? Doramon? Is that how you say it? Doramon Story of Seasons, Friends of the Great Kingdom. Out in 2022. It's, um, it's a pretty long-running series. This is just the newest entry. I don't know much about it. Yeah, do I. Minecraft Legends is coming to Switch 2023. Yeah. More I mean, Minecraft. What, what was the other Minecraft game that just came out recently? Minecraft Dungeons? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. So, like, as soon as that was announced at the at the Microsoft show, like, everybody else got, like, news, like, things. Like, there was something on PlayStation. I was like, I thought this was Microsoft only, but no, it's not, which is it's fine. They're 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 just like we're gonna let everybody play it everywhere, which is smart, you know, make their money. A new Dragon Quest game. Dragon Quest Treasures. This was come- announced previously. Was it? It was, I promise. They announced multiple Dragon Quest pro like this was announced at the same time they announced twelve, I think. Oh, um, that event they held. Yeah. So but this one, this one builds off the Dragon Quest builders more than it does anything else, right? No. So oh. the main character is one is one of the party members from Dragon Quest Eleven, actually. Okay. It's a spinoff okay. game about him and his sister. Well, then I misinterpreted the uh, uh, reveal trailer because I thought it was just going to be like, oh well. Instead of Dragon Quest Builders 3, we're doing treasures. So, okay. Oh, but that's this is cool. a different genre. This is a different genre, and it's like a spin off with a character from 11. That's cool. Cool. Awesome. Thank you for clarifying that. It's, um, and you sell stuff, and I feel like it had like that Moonlighter thing where you could sell and the, you, Kind of it's learn. a management-ish thing. Yeah, where you learn what to sell and like where to like when and to make more money and it, to explain the whole treasures thing, um, Eric is essentially if you were to give him a class type in Dragon Quest Eleven, he's the thief. And he he has like a like a piratey background to him. That's that's where this vibe is coming from. Next up we got a little sizzle reel. They showed a Fire Emblem Warriors, which is out. They showed No Man's Sky, which has the October 7th release date. Um, uh, a Plague Tale Requiem will be at Cloud Game, October 18th, so day and date. Um, that, that, the cloud-based games on Switch just still... I just don't... 
Honestly, I think if you're trying to play Plague Tale on Switch, it's because you literally can't play it anywhere else because you don't have any other system. Yeah. And uh, Captain Velvet Meteor, the jump plus dimensions. It's a a mouthful. Yeah. Portal Companion Collection, which was previously announced, was announced out. It was I don't. Did we not have a date before? And then we didn't just, have a date before. Yeah, and it's just like it's out. They were just like here, present. Uh, yep. And then we got another cute, nice. another cute cutesy game. Square Enix announced Harvestella out November fourth. I wouldn't call that good. cutesy. It to me, this is Atelia, but action instead of turn based. That's exactly what this looks like. You're going to be getting materials and crafting shit and sometimes fighting little anime monsters but instead of turn-based it's an action game it looks very pretty the um the 2d character portraits they showed are gorgeous along with the obviously 3d model and world but yeah this looks like they were like so there's this series called atelier but what if we just changed it a little bit (laughs) got to avoid copyright infringement and last but not least for the Nintendo, here's what we're porting over. Um, Persona 5 Royale, October 21st. Yep. But that's not all. Persona 4 Golden and Persona 3 Portable coming soon. Um to the switch. Yeah. It's about uh, damn time. This, this was I'd say this and the near rumor from were I mean this was rumored since it was the Xbox announcement for Persona. It's been it's been rumored on and off well, just think, as like wishful thinking for I think years. the rumor picked up the most yeah when the the xbox Xbox thing aside from well aside from when i would say rumors got pretty heavy when um joker was added to smash and also when persona 5 the muso had a switch release as well Mm -hmm. so so it spiked a couple times before and when p4g went to steam um so i think with the with a lot with if anybody out there follows the persona central Twitter account like they've been doing Persona 25th anniversary shit just about every month nothing of it has been you know talking about a new game but they're always like piping up going hey it's the 25th year and you know I am 8-bit is is putting out all of the soundtracks on vinyl um, or at least repressing five I don't think they're doing Royal again but um, they also put out four three one and two um so yeah, there, there's been it's been leading to this, but we should also preface that when the Xbox announcement happened, like the next day, it was con- it was basically confirmed it was going to go to PlayStation. Um, and I think the only reason they didn't say it was going to go to Switch is because it's going to be announced here. It's about time. Like you can print money with these games. Just keep, like the, whatever platforms you put them on, people are going to buy them and. 
-hmm. I am personally so excited because I've wanted to play Persona 4 for so long. And I try, as you guys know, I told the story a couple of months ago, back in May when I was dog sitting, uh, I tried to play P4G on my laptop and the screen tearing was so bad. I couldn't read the title screen. So I literally had to give up and I was so disappointed. And this just heals my little baby gamer soul a little bit. I still have that. I still have P4G on my Vita and I still just boot it up just to see the opening cinematic because it makes me so happy. Didn't even make it that far. I know. Well, and see, and the thing is, the opening cinematic in Golden is different than the original. Just like I could more. play the original if I could track it down, but I'm not hooking my PS2 up to shit right now. Yeah, I've thought about I've thought about getting a PS2 just so I could get FES and play that again. But I love Persona. I kind of wish they would do something with one and two. One and two seem to get left out of this conversation. I've never played them, but I've also heard folks say that those are secretly the best ones. So, I mean, now that I have a PC, I could probably do some totally legitimate software management and find a way to play it on PC. But with all, all this happening, maybe... Maybe we're closer than we've ever been to one and two coming to modern places. Be cool. Yeah. Then you have the whole collection to play. Yeah. That would be cool. GD, maybe it was just easier for them to port three, four, and five and take, like, see how that goes to judge what they want to do with one and two. Like, what do you so, feel, Matt? Like, as a three, because like you've played more Persona than I have. So, three, four, and five are where are where the series started to get traction just about everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. um, you could you could always play two and one, I believe, on PSP. I think they just had those on PSP. Mm-hmm. Um, but three is where it started to. Like to put it in terms of another thing, I understand music. Like uh, Persona Three is Nirvana's first album, which is called Bleach, and Persona Four is uh, Nevermind. Oh, Nevermind, and then in Europe. Yeah, and then and then the way people talk about one and two, one and two are in utero because. People say that that's secretly the best one, or those are secretly the best ones. Interesting. So, well, that'll be hopefully they can bring those yeah. modern times. I mean, that would be it, cool. It shouldn't be hard. It yeah. shouldn't be. Well, maybe what they're approaching it where it's like, can we move it into a modern engine? You know, maybe. instead of just like remastering it. You know, but okay. What do you, what Persona do you think? Persona Five is Persona Five isn't even in a modern fucking engine. Yes. That's right, because it released on PlayStation 3 too, right? Yes. Persona 5, think or about this. Persona 4 released originally on the PS2, and the and then Persona 5 was in development, I think, no joke, for like 10 years. It was in development for multiple console generations. That's- this was like the game of delay. Like, if you want to make a meme about a game getting delayed, 
Like sometimes people are like FF15. Persona 5 might fucking win. That's the one I was talking about being released on three as well as yes, four. Yeah. It was released on but not three. not four. It so was like a Breath I of the Wild situation with yeah, yeah, where it was like both consoles, and I think four was just kind of like out recently or out for like one or two years and then they, they dropped it. But well, anyway. I don't think I don't think Persona Five had that many delays personally. I know oh, it had one preparatory work began during the development of Persona 4. Full development yeah. began after the release of Catherine in 2011. It was yes. announced in 2013. It was delayed from its original late 2014 date due to the game not being fully finished. So it really yeah, only so... had the one delay. Okay. But it was in development. A... I mean, yeah, it, was it was in development a long time. But also, you got to remember. A game announced in 2013. If it doesn't come out in 2013, gamers think it's delayed. Yeah. No, but it was announced for a 2014 date. Well, yeah, I'm saying they did say the 2014 date was delayed, but like gamers, it was delayed. Like multiple, if it's announced one year, and then it didn't go worldwide till 2017, I believe, April 2017. Correct. Well, I mean that like that's the whole thing nowadays is like gamers just want to start inserting delays with games because like they'll be like, oh, this game's coming out, and then eventually like it gets a delay and it's like it's been delayed five times. It's like, no, once it's been been delayed once. But see, I also also think that I also think we all fall prey to that a lot because I mean Lord knows Michaela and I are excited for Bayonetta 3. I mean, I'm excited for it too. Right. Yes. But like, but we, we, we don't know. And I think there's probably some excitement on the panel for Metroid Prime 4. Yes. Whenever that may happen. Um, yes. And I think we, I think, you know, us being adults, we'll say, uh, because there's questions about me, I get it. Um, we try, we try and temper those expectations. I mean, Lord knows, in my head, every time a gaming thing comes comes around and I don't see Silk Song, I'm a little sad. But like, am I going to go on Twitter and go, "What's going on?" With-? No, I'm not. Because, but there, there's a point where like you reach the age, yeah. well, one would hope as a gamer. Towards just like whatever, mm-hmm. like like Silk Song like would be great to hear announcement date. Okay, well Xbox came out and said it's a day one game on Game Pass. Okay, well that's fantastic. <laughs> What's what the is that day? But they see all their marketing. The date is not in the next year. Well, no, all their marketing says Xbox Game Pass experiences for the next twelve months. So that could be you know 2023 but i i feel like gamers just sometimes get to the point where they're just like even if it's not a delay they're just like this was delayed because they announced it in 2013 and they don't even give a date there's not even a fucking window they're like it's announced in 2013 and if it doesn't show up and that could be like the beginning of 2013 and if the game doesn't show up at the end of 2013 it's a delay and it's like motherfuckers let the goddamn developers develop the game. They're just trying to say, listen, this is what's out here. 
we're excited about it. We want you to be excited about it. Don't be a fucking dick about it. You know, like yeah. well, yeah, like the with God of War, like yes, there wasn't even a formal like we'll have news soon. Like nice, Michaela's Michaela has a God of War shirt. <laughs> yes, he just started attacking developers and people working because we don't have a date, and it's like and they sent him dick pictures. They're well, like. I'm gonna send you dick pictures, and that's gonna make you develop faster. In, in the same, in the Are same you... breath, like you, you complain there's a delay, but if there's no delay, I you can't. complain that it wasn't left in to bake more. Like you, like it's. You know what? It's not all about you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe it's it not. is. Maybe no, it's not. not. It's not. And the final piece of news we will leave you with, it is a rumor, but it's not really a rumor because the ratings board announced this inscription for the PlayStation, and that is the best news of the year. (laughs) Everyone needs to play this. It is all about inscription. Everyone should pay it. Yes. Inscription is dope. Pay for it and play it. Yes. But if you didn't like anything at all that we talked about, guess what? It is not all about you. Adios! Story Route Zero, we have some cool friends who do some cool things that I'd like to tell you about them. Phoenix Overdrive uses the power of games and gamers to help heal sick kids through the charity Extra Life. Phoenix Overdrive fundraises for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all year, every year, and the fun culminates in a 24-hour gaming marathon. Find out more about their events and projects online via Facebook at facebook.com slash phoenixoverdrive or on Twitter and Instagram at phx underscore overdrive. You can also join the Facebook group of Pawn Stars at facebook.com slash groups slash PONation in order to share and discuss all the latest in nerd culture. They've also got a podcast, Nerd Overdrive, which you can see weekly at youtube.com slash phoenixoverdrive. You can also catch it on Facebook Live or twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. That podcast is also published on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You want merch? They got merch. Merch can be ordered from tinyurl.com slash phxodmerch, a portion of which goes to their fundraising efforts. Join the nation and be a hero to sick kids as El Capitan Rey Osorio, Lee the Maestro, and Becky, the lovely queen of the guild, always say, hashtag rise above. Thank you for listening to Story Route Zero. We hope you have enjoyed your time here as much as we've enjoyed having you. Once again, questions, concerns, complaints, pictures of pets, or favorite recipes can be sent to storyroutezero at gmail.com. You can yell at us on Twitter at storyroutezero. Rate us and review us on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you may have found us as it helps with discoverability. 
If you'd like to hit us up individually, you can find Moose Cool at Sven. That's S-V-H-E-N-N on Twitter, PSN, Instagram, and of course, Twitch, streaming games. You can find Jason Marshall writing at obelisk.co. You can also find him on Twitter at GimpyJ with two Y's at the end, as well as PSN, Instagram, and Twitch. He also has his own website, whereisthepausebutton.com. You can find Michaela Crescione doing all sorts of writing at obelisk.co, as well as on Twitter, at redxmod. My name is Matthew Keel. You can find me everywhere I'd like to be, at infinite underscore rewind. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Twitch. That's PSN. And I also have my own website, infiniterewind.com. Be sure to check us out at all the places. You are always welcome, and you will always have a seat waiting for you on this ride. Thank you for listening, but for now, it's back to the real world for us. So we will see you on the next one.